paid program and does not necessarily represent the views of iHeartMedia. Securities and advisory services offered through Investicorp, member FINRA, SIPC. Information provided during the J. Arnold Wealth Management Company show is intended for informational purposes only and should not be considered advice. Please consult with your own investment advisor or tax advisor before making any investment decisions. This is the Jay Arnold Wealth Management Show. On News Radio 570 WKBN and Ron Ferb. There are there's two things that John Arnold has spoken about on this broadcast that I want to focus on with John's cooperation tonight that I think are important for you guys to know about. Uh, not, uh, not just important, I think it might be somewhat vital for you to know about. Uh, two things that I know John himself has said, I'm glad I discovered this, and I'm glad I discovered this. This can help out my clients. And even if you're not a client, it can help you out as well when you go see John about this. And John, I want you to, I want you to talk about these things. And I want to start with, uh, we're going to get to the one that you were mentioning last week. So I'm going to get to that because I think that was an important discovery that you, that you shared with our listeners. So I want you guys to stay tuned. But the number one thing I want to start with on tonight's broadcast is I've interviewed John a long time. And John, uh, one of the concerns that, uh, that John has and one of the things that he does is basically estate planning. That's part of financial planning. So he he looks at okay how can we make you money enjoy your retirement but what are your goals and everybody has the same worries you know if one if my spouse or I end up going to a nursing home what happens to the money we've saved and how much do, it goes to that you hear the same concerns from everybody basically as they get older uh, no matter what amount of money they have invested with you would that be safe to say John. Yes, I, and by the way, thank you for that great lead-in. But, I, I mean, this is a serious issue. They all say, uh, everyone as they get older, they worry about the cost of nursing homes. And you're honest enough to say, hey, the product that we used to sell that was so much a month, you never liked and you never thought was a good idea. I want you to talk about that journey, and I want you to talk a little bit in detail of what you discovered and what you're recommending now for everybody listening because we're all going to get older and we're all concerned about this john okay i'll kick it off on the bottom so it's going to be a long story but it will be definitely worth your while listenership uh so i started i started the financial planning business at the end of 1999 and i really got hot and heavy into 2000 during it and during that time I, I i was with life insurance company so a lot of i learned a lot about financial planning and the products, which was long, you know, long-term care, life insurance, uh, how to do, you know, how to basically place the chess pieces in certain places to where it was really going to be advantageous to the client uh, passing their ass on assets on at death and or, in this case, protecting their assets uh, with long-term care. The problem with what I was selling at the time was uh, New York Life had a decent product. Genworth had a decent product. I want to say uh, Principal had a decent product. Basically, everybody and their brother was selling long-term care policies. And at that time, there wasn't this influx of people that were using long-term care. It was about one out of three. And it was affordable for the insurance companies. In addition to that, the benefit at the time was, was, was relatively small. 
what's happened now is that more people than they, they planned on the actuaries have gone into assisted living slash nursing homes, and the benefit is maybe, say, maybe $100 a day. Really what they needed was $300 a day. So the, the, the insurance wasn't enough, and or if the insurance was enough, the insurance companies underpriced it, so they had to either elevate their premiums to the client, uh, you know, drastically, and or they had to just call it a day and not offer any more of the insurance policies, and just obviously they were bound by law to keep what they had. In the end of the, the end of the day, it wasn't fair to the consumer. And, and to be honest with you, as much as I hate insurance companies, it really was unfair to the insurance companies because they couldn't they couldn't they didn't have a crystal ball to know that one out of two people are going to go into a nursing home in 10 years so or an assisted living circumstance. So the cost used to be somewhere between four and $6,000 a month, which would be what, uh, I don't know, I, I'm going to say a, a 250 to $300 benefit a month, which was affordable for clients. The premium was affordable. The only thing I had a problem with, and I still do, with the traditional long-term care policies was, when you died and you didn't use it, all that money went to the insurance company. And and mom and, and so that you're talking about thousands to hundreds of thousands of dollars depending on how long you've had it. And it really that that's that stinks to the to the client. So I kinda got away from that because I, I went into money management as an advisory firm. I didn't want to do financial planning anymore. I did estate planning as a favor and is basically something on the side. It, it really wasn't my cup of tea, but I knew it inside and out. So I did it. So in this case, um, I got out of long-term care planning, and really if someone needed it, I would just broker it out to a financial planning buddy or a, or a life insurance buddy and say, you handle it. I don't, want, I don't want my name on this in the event that it's not a satisfactory thing to the clients in the future. I want just the money management part of this, and, and all is good. The, the life insurance guy was happy, the client was happy, and I was happy. Fast forward, I'm going to say 2008 to 2009 area, all of a sudden everybody, seen, it seems, is, going to, is starting to have this drastic new problem on the horizon to where they're, li they're living longer and better. And because of that, more and more of our clients and more of the, the, the children of our clients, not children, I said that the concern of the children of our clients were mom and dad's assets or mom and dad themselves were going to be depleted by long-term care. And that was a realistic thing. So here I was, let's say I have $600,000 of someone's money, mom and dad or just mom goes into the nursing home at $8,500 a month. Uh, it, you know, first of all, they started, they start out at assisted living, which you're looking at three to four grand a month for a decent one. And then eventually you move on to a nursing home to where it's going to be eight grand to 12 grand, depending on the level of medic, medical care they need. Combine that over, say, three to four, five years of that, mom and dad 600 grand might be to zero by the time it's all said and done. So mom and, mom and dad, uh, you know, obviously wanting to pass this wealth on to their kids are now passing on zero or very little. Me as the financial advisor, I lost the account because now the account's depleted, and I couldn't manage the money appropriately because it has to be conservative. It was just all around a negative ball of wax for John Arnold, the clients, and the, and the beneficiaries. So I decided to put my financial planning hat back on, uh, put together, you know, learn about trust, learn about uh, ILITS, which is called an irrevocable life insurance trust, and combine it with my money management skills and provide 
what I think was decent protection to the client. Now, I still was shying away from long-term care products because, again, I wasn't happy that the client would die if not, and they didn't use it, and they would die, you know, you know, giving up all that money. So insurance companies put together heads, one specifically was a leader of the pack, Pacific Life said, uh, and Lincoln came through with a couple products like this, and, and basically everybody followed suit, but Pack Life kind of led the way in saying, we're going to offer a policy that no matter what, you get all your money back at any one time upon your request. If you die with it, we're going to give you your beneficiaries all your money plus some simple interest, tax-free, and if you need it, we're going to provide it to you, you know, with, with, with the loss of two ADLs, which are assisted daily living activities, which are dressing yourself, feeding yourself, bathing yourself, uh, basically normal everyday activities, and we're going to let you use your own doctor. That, to me, was fair. That, to me, was like, wow. As a matter of fact, the only complaint was is people would say, well, it's too good to be true. When absolutely was, it's not. Pacific Life, the largest and, and most powerful mutually own insurance company in the world would never put themselves out there, not to mention they're an extremely ethical company, which is why I use them. They would never put themselves out there like that. So it was a win-win. Me, my name was on my name was on the policy, so I, I look like a stud to the client. The client was taken care of, and now the kids are going to have something no matter what. I knew that no matter what, the kids were going to have something, and I was going to be able to pass on some of mom and dad's wealth. So you, you combine that, and, and I work with uh, two attorneys, uh, avidly. One, uh, Charles Dre, has been in the business a long time, and there's a, there's a superstar in the area. Her name is Megan DiLoretto, who ironically advertised on 570. She packages up to deal with us. So bottom line is i got two fantastic powerhouse attorneys that are working with me to do the same exact mission is to protect the client's estate, pass on mom and dad's wealth, and I have a product now that protects them. And it's a win-win for all parties. And John Arnold wins because if I set this up properly, I will inherit the money still that's left over from the account, which should be a lot because it's properly planned. So all parties win. So I know it's a very long, kind of you know, sad story to hopefully a good ending, but uh, I'm hoping that I answered your question. I think it's one of the most important things you can talk about. Why do I say that, folks? Because I, I can assure you there isn't any one of you out there that isn't concerned as you grow older about going to a nursing home. You know, you could have a stroke, you're not being able to take care of at home. My own mother was in that situation. At that time, it was $6,200 a month. And it was her her assets that paid it. And uh, had she lived longer than, you know, this went on a year and a half, and then she had passed. If she had lived longer, you reach a point where you deplete all of the, the, your assets, depending on how much you have. What John was talking, this original policy that John was talking about, I would read about this, and they would be, John, $350, $400 a month. And then I would read where they would raise the rate maybe at some point, or they would change the conditions somehow you know, to where, well, we don't think you need a nursing home or something like that. I mean, the original policies kind of were were, were very expensive. And and you said to me, you just, and as he said to you, you just didn't like the product that you're getting. But when you talk about, and I want people to understand, when he's talking about the specific life policy that he has, so if you put a 100000 or two whatever into it, you, you will get it back. Your kids will get it back. With you. If you never use it, the money isn't gone, correct? Yeah, and, and you're, you're kind of 
You're, the picture is even brighter than what you're painting. Not only do the kids get it back, they'll get a little bit of interest back on top of it. It'll be tax-free because we'll classify it as life insurance. But more importantly, it, let's say that mom and dad used 20% of it. Let's say they put in 80 and they used 20 grand. Unfortunately, mom and dad died. It's not like the policy's over. We just give them what's ever left over, which would be 80 grand plus interest to the, to the beneficiaries. There, there's literally no negative here. Right now, no I, I just want you to cover one thing. Very so, uh, you know, I just want to make sure people understand. So, let's say you say, John, I like this. What what you're talking about? Incidentally, I know for a fact John has this for himself and his wife. All right, so uh, so let me so let me talk about this. You have a client that comes in and says, John, I like what you had to say. And let's just say, for example, they give you a hundred thousand dollars or eighty thousand to go into this. How now? Now one of them ends up going to a nursing home. How do you determine? Explain how the system works. The payout works at that point to the nursing home. If you can qualify for this product, and it's and here's here's another cool thing we never we never talk about. Most people think when you to qualify this product, you got to go through a physical and a blood test and a P test, and and that's not true. They'll do what's called simplified underwriting, what you means that an underwriter, which is probably a doctor and, 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 and maybe an actuary or, or one of, will call the client. And they'll interview the client over the phone, and, and they'll test them for dementia. They'll specifically ask questions that they know you need cognitive ability, you need, you need to be sharp to answer. They'll retrace to make sure you're not forgetting something. It's, really, it's a really skilled process. And I warn our clients that want this product to say, hey, listen, if, if, you, if you joke around on this test, they will disqualify you. You know, a lot of people will say, well, you know, they'll pretend like they've forgotten. It's just, don't do that. This is serious business. Just act like it's an FBI investigation. Answer them very honestly, very prudently, with no, with no joking manner, yes or no. And they do. So they'll, they'll do a 10 to 12 minute test, excuse me, questionnaire. They'll research the medical background, the, what's called the MIB. On there, it'll show you, you know, what your medical history is. That's why I tell the clients, don't be an idiot. Don't lie. You're not going to pull any wool over anybody's eyes. If you've ever seen a doctor for anything and, and insurance is paid for it, I guarantee you it's on your MIB. I don't care if you have the sniffles, you let them know. And believe it or not, people say, well, I'm going to be disqualified for prostate cancer or breast cancer or, 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 breast cancer or type 2 diabetes. No, that's, that's incorrect. If you've, been, if you've had those illnesses and they've been rectified, this is a product I want to make sure you understand. And if you don't understand it, then call John and set up an appointment to see him. So you have you have eighty thousand dollars in. You 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 go through this initial thing, answer these questions or whatever, and uh, and let's say as John said, neither one of you end up going to a nursing home. Then and you, and you die of natural causes or what you know. Then all that money goes to your kids with some interest. But let's say. One of the two people have a stroke and have to go to a nursing home for, let's say, uh, a year, and and you have a eighty thousand or a hundred thousand dollars that you put into this account, an account which you can add to, right? If I put in ten thousand this year, I could put in ten next year. I don't have to put it all in at once, do yeah. I? Yeah, that, that's key that you said that because a lot of folks, especially in our area, you don't have a hundred grand to just put away into a, an insurance policy, and yours included, me included. You know, they get scared off by that. Well, I don't have that. Well, let's go to a different plan. Let's go to where you do five thousand dollars a year, or, or ten thousand dollars, or like you saw. And then after seven or ten years or whatever, however long you want to pay for it, the bigger the plan. 
All right. So, and then we do an out. We do an analysis of them. They might say, "Well, five grand is only going to give me a four thousand or five thousand dollar benefit." Well, I said, "Well, let's let's break that down a little bit for you." So we got five thousand dollars coming in from from the from the insurance policy. We got the savings account. We got your investment account. We got Social Security. So with Social Security, you say we're up to seven grand. With you have investments, say maybe three hundred. We could probably generate eighteen hundred bucks a month off that. All right. So the goal is to preserve the estate. If I can preserve the estate intact and have the interest, the policy, and Social Security pay for their care, ultimately we win, right? Mm-hmm. So the other option, the other two options are this, Ron. The other two options are this: one, by our traditional policy, where you're paying nine hundred to a thousand dollars a month, and if you don't use it, you're out of that money. Crazy. And you got to argue with the damn, you got to argue with the insurance company to get the damn benefit paid. I don't like that because you got to use their doctor, or you say hell with it. We we, we we do a Medicaid spend down. We we liquidate the estate. Uh, we take a chance on it, and 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 the rest is history. You you know you, the estate goes basically to the state of Ohio, and the kids get nothing. So we have three options here: do it the do it the responsible, prudent way, do it uh, do it with the expensive way, or do it and do nothing at all, and you chance it to the wind. Mm-hmm. You know, and some people who don't have kids, I'd say you'd be a fool. You'd be a fool to buy this, right? Because ultimately, unless you're like diehard about giving money to a charitable remainder trust or a charity of some kinds, who really gives a damn? Just spend the, spend the money down, go to a Medicaid spend down, and, and call it a day and have the state take care of you. But if you have any intention of passing on the wealth, this is something you should take a look at. So, you know, my, my, my thing is let's problem solve. Let's look at the big picture. Let's, let's do an analysis. Let's not, let's not rush to conclusions and, and just, throw money, just throw money at some insurance policy, high dollars and with, no, you know, with, no, with the unknown. My thing with this policy is always what's going to be the fairest route for all of us, all right? The fairest route is lowest cost out of the client's pocket, Guaranteed money back to the client if they want it at any time. No surrender charges, no hidden fees, no this or that. You want your check back? Here's your money back. If you die and you're, you had a stroke, you don't even know you had the policy, and unfortunately you had the stroke and then you died a couple days later, you died with a hundred grand. Well, they're going to probably give you a hundred eight thousand dollars to your kids. That's not a bad deal. Or here's an affordable way to ensure to, you know, ensure your your living standards under a long-term care policy, and let's get a benefit that you can you can work with. It's affordable. I, I literally I challenge anybody. I mean anybody to put me on you know take me on a jury trial. Put me on the spot. Show me the words that there's a weakness on this, and they won't. But you know what happens is is people think it's too good to be true, or or their their insurance guy says no, it's all BS. Listen, at the end of the day, I'm in the money management business. I'm not in the insurance financial planning business. If you don't believe me, I really don't care. But the people who do believe me are going to win. And I don't really practice. I don't sell sell things. Or I don't hard close. I'm a strategy guy. You have a strategy. You you need a strategy to solve a problem. I have one for you. And I'm independent. If you don't want to go through Pacific Life, we have a couple insurance brokers. While well, shotgun it through, you know every every insurance company offering this kind of benefit out there. If you want to go at Lincoln or Principal, whoever wants to do this, it's up to you. Me, I prefer Pacific. Only because they're so strong. I want a company when it, when when the rubber hits the road that I'm going to get a guaranteed yes. I want a yes. I don't want to apologize to their kids. I don't want to apologize to them. 
their wife, their husband saying, you know, they're fighting you on the they're fighting you on the benefit and this and that. I want a first class company. And I, by the way, I don't work for Pacific Life. I just happen to use them because they're the strongest, and I think, and they're not the cheapest, by the way. I think we can get a better plan, uh, cost-wise, to maybe another a stock, a stock carrier uh, type plan like a Lincoln. But if if a, if a client wants the best Rolls Royce plan to protect their estate for the for the buck, Pacific Life is going to come in and steamroll everybody. Right, and so I use them. And, so that's and, that. And you've and you yourself like it so much that you do it for yourself. Yeah, my wife and I. Yeah, right. Yeah, my wife. Right now, it's cheap. I think we got five grand a piece on us, and I think I got a three and a half million dollar benefit on me. Jennifer, I think a little bit less because females live longer. I'm good. I'm good. And after ten years, I'm paid up. Mm-hmm. So that means that no matter what, my wife's going to get a eighty five hundred dollar benefit for the rest of my life if I go into a nursing home. After 10 years, I ain't going to worry about it. Combine 8500 with our savings where it should be by the time I need nursing health coverage and Social Security, I'm going to protect the estate for Jennifer and the kids, and everybody's happy. So I bought it while I was young. Right, knowing, so, and knowing John, that I would always be there to make sure you, you got a beverage and your diaper changed. Oh, man, you're such a guy. You're a great guy. <laughs> you, you and Rivers. You, you and Handsome Dan will be there to, to make yeah. sure I'm taken care of. Stand by. John Arnold back with segment two. Uh, Wait a minute. The following is a paid program and does not necessarily represent the views of iHeartMedia. Securities and advisory services offered through Investicorp, member FINRA, SIPC. Information provided during the J. Arnold Wealth Management Company show is intended for informational purposes only and should not be considered advice. Please consult with your own investment advisor or tax advisor before making any investment decisions. This is the J. Arnold Wealth Management Show. All right, back to it. News Radio 570 WKBN and Ron Furb with John Arnold. So that's number one when it comes to securing your finances. And part of what John does, I mean, part of what he does is help you know grow your money, whether uh, whether or not, uh, let's say, you, you retire and you take your 401k money. A lot of people do that with John. They take it, put it with him. Let's say you move your investments from wherever you are to John because you want somebody a little more active and a, and a little bit better at it. That's what a lot of people do. But when people go to John, he, John is the type of guy that says, okay, we're going to do all of this for you, but let's... Think about you know where what 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 we're going to do here as you get older, uh, and and your demise will come. It's a tough thing to think about. I know as I think about it on my own end here. But there was a product you were talking about last week that I received some emails about. This uh, another another you you were never a fan of annuities or insurance products. Can you t- talk a little bit? in the beginning of this segment, why you were never a fan of it. And I can remember when we talked numerous times, you didn't like the uh, charges that... uh, See, this is the difference between John and a lot of other people. John just... you know, a lot of other people say, wow, I, I, meaning the person who sells it, can make a lot of money on selling this annuity. John hates that kind of stuff because it's what's best for the client. Talk about why you never really liked insurance products annuities and the one you were speaking about in detail from last week. Okay, I'll take you on the trip back in time. So, again, 99 to around 2006, 2007, I was a huge annuity fan. Uh, I love the money I made off them. I got a 6 to 7% commission. They were very advantageous to the client because you would sell an annuity, a variable annuity, and you would get, 
70 different investment options inside, all the way from small cap, mid cap, large cap, international, real hardcore growth investment options. And you can move those options. We call them mutual funds, but in the inside annuity called sub-accounts. And you can move them without a charge or a load for the client and without a tax consequence. So I loved them. And, 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 and behind it was a 6 7 or 8 10%, mostly an 8% to 7% guarantee return, pension benefit type of return. So I loved them. And, and, and so I could justify between the tax savings, the load savings, the free money management, uh, and, and the guarantee, I could justify the high charges. Well, in comes 2008 market crash, wipes out 70% of these annuity companies. All of a sudden, they, they have a provision in their prospectus that says, we can, we can reallocate your investments to bond funds, okay? We can, we can force you into these, our pre-built models. So they took the, the advantage off the investment guy, me, to the client. So they, they enacted a provision that we never thought would, they would act, enact. And this is all of us across the board, by the way, not just me. And they, they took advantage of the situation. And to this day, we have clients in, in a certain company that is stuck in algorithm-type products that are stuck in bond funds, and they're stuck with the guarantee, which is nice. But in the meantime, the market's tripled since 2009. So, you know, their money said it should have tripled. It did not. And when we originally sold the annuity, uh, it wasn't like that. So, you know, I got burned, and, and like I said, I love and care about our clients, and, and believe, believe it or not, I care about the industry as a whole. It made us all look bad. And so I, I swore off annuities from that point in time, and basically I didn't feel like the charges of 3% to 3.5% were in fair exchange with the client. So really I went strictly money management and alternative investments and called it a day. Well, like we talked about, what's happening is since 2008, 2009, our clients all of a sudden have a huge need for estate planning. As much as I hate annuities, there's one company, and I don't sell product, that's why I'm not mentioning it, plus I don't want to give away the farm for free, but there's a company that gives you 92 investment options, all the way from very, very low risk to no risk, all the way to extremely high risk, a la carte, which means you can get in and out of them as many, as many times as you want, like the old-style annuities. They guarantee to your to your beneficiary that you can, you will receive the same amount of money you put in to them, non probatable, not in payments, but actually lump sum, with a certified death certificate from the funeral home, and their paperwork signed probably about six seven days business days, and give all their money to the to the to the beneficiaries with taking money out. So here's how it works. And so I'm going to use illustrations. I listened to our show uh, from last week on the podcast, and I want to clarify some things. I use, so I use a, typically someone comes in, let's say, 800 to a million dollars, 800,000 to a million dollars, and they want to do estate planning. I'll take $200,000. I'll put it into this annuity. This annuity will immediately send $10,000 to the client which is income to the client. Now, the client can either choose to give it as a gift to their kids, $14,000 a year tax-free, uh, gift, you know, the gift, the gift role in the country, and now it's 14000 or they can take it to live on, or they can, they can, we can double up and, and parlay it into a life insurance policy to really create, you know, make the estate large. Basically, this $10,000 is given immediately to the client. No questions asked immediately. 
Meanwhile, let's say the client takes out $10,000 for the next 20 years, right? That's $200,000 that they've received. Keep in mind, they put in $200,000. When they die, Ron, what does the client, what does the client's beneficiary receive? Answer the question. You would think, you would think nothing. But what do they receive? Everything. The whole, the, what they, re- they put in. They receive the $200,000. The beneficiaries receive the two hundred thousand dollars, even though they've taken out two hundred thousand dollars. Now you tell me what product does that. Tell me who does that. There's not one. There's there, there's there's not there's not more than one. There's just one, and it's this company I use. So what I do is I'll take the if the client doesn't need the ten thousand, and they're they're insurable, I will take that ten thousand dollars, and I'll contract a life insurance policy and say, hey, Mister Life Insurance Policy Company. I'm going to take the ten grand. I'm going to put it in to your company. Give me as much death benefit as you can. So I'll, I'll literally shotgun. I'll shotgun that to a thousand companies. Okay, whoever gives me the whoever's an A-rated company who gives me the most death benefit for the ten thousand is going to get the business. Because remember, I'm not proprietary. I'm a completely independent broker. I literally shotgun to ten thousand dollars to every company in the world. Whoever comes in, whoever comes in with a high rating and a high death benefit is going to get the business. So, like I talked about last week, we took eighty-eight thousand dollars. I'm going to I'm going to call her Mrs. P. We took eight thousand dollars out of Mrs. P.'s uh, annuity and a couple extra bucks she had on the side. We're funding it. We're funding a life insurance policy through Prudential. She's going to take and put. She's going to basically make a hundred thousand dollars, four hundred fifteen thousand dollars of tax-free money overnight, like instantly, as long as she can qualify for the insurance. But let's 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 re, let's reverse this. Let's say that unfortunately both both uh, people, mom and dad, can't qualify for life insurance. Okay, let's say that they had a cancer, or heart, or diabetes type one, whatever, and they're just not going to qualify. The kids will still get the hundred thousand or the two hundred thousand that the client started with, so in itself it acts like a life insurance policy, right? You with me? Yes. All right. And here's what I'm not telling everybody because I like to underpromise and overachieve. The death benefit, the minimum, the minimum is what they put in. But here's the thing: since since the annuity has a la carte investing, if I make eight ten percent a year on the on the market returns. And they've taken out five. That two hundred should grow. It should be in twenty years. Just doing simple math, two and a half times what they put in. So I end up still giving the kids four hundred and or four hundred fifty thousand dollars, even though mom and dad took out two hundred thousand dollars. And that's the so the we have a guaranteed minimum two hundred, but unlimited outside. So they happen to, they happen to die with in a bull market. The kids are going to get more than mom and dad put in. Plus, mom and dad took money out. It's absolutely hands down legit. Uh, it's done by one of the most one of the strongest insurance companies in the world. It's only a four year hold, meaning that if you change your mind in four years and let's just say you hate John Arnold, you hate this company, you just don't want to be an annuity, you can get right out of it with the market value four years. You don't have to annuitize. Uh, it's a, annuitization is the F word in our business. You don't have to annuitize it. There's literally no mousetrap here. There's no catch. There's no, oh, guy, this guy's just trying to pitch a thing for a big commission. No, I'm not. Uh, it, it's just simple. If, the, if this strategy fits what you're trying to accomplish, I have a strategy for you. 
and we can work it. We can work it any way you want. I have to deliver a prospectus when I give it to you, so there's no, there's no, you know, anything up my sleeve. And uh, it's going to be literally. If I go one on one with somebody uh, and they can't do this product and I can't, I'll, I'm unbeatable. I'm unbeatable. And where I come in is uh, in my strategy. I take the strategy a step further. And like I said, we'll bookend it with an irrevocable living life insurance trust. Uh, so the or we'll make the the uh, owner of the insurance policy one of the kids, protect the life insurance cash value from uh, Medicaid spend down, and that's where the strategy comes in with John Arnold because a lot of brokers out there, advisors can do this product, but a lot of guys aren't coming up with the strategy I'm coming, and that's what separates me, and I'm 100% selling myself right now. So uh, that's basically in a nutshell. So w- w- how it goes, but. What I've been doing in the past is, Ron, is I've been having this company pay for the long-term care insurance. You with me? Yes. So let's say what we say we want $10,000 a year for eight, for eight or ten years of this long-term care policy for Pacific Life. Well, mom and dad don't want to take the ten grand out of their savings or, or, or out of retirement, you know, retirement funds. Hell, we'll, just have, we'll, have, we'll have this company pay for it. So I'll have this company, company send us a $10,000 check. Our parlay that ten thousand dollar check into this insurance company. Policy's paid for. We know the kids are going to get the two hundred grand that mom and dad started the policy with. Plus, they're going to get the the, the long term care benefit. And if mom and dad don't use long term care benefit, they're going to get exactly what they put in plus a little bit of interest. And everybody's happy. It is one hundred percent taken to the bank, guaranteed, and it's unbeatable. If you are a candidate for it, if, it's, if you, strategically this makes sense for you, give me a call. I'm free. It's a free consultation. I'll go over it with you. I'll deliver a prospectus. It will be all in writing, and it's not from some BS uh, C-rated company. It's from a AA-rated company. It's legit, and it's a gold mine. John Arnold's our guest, News Radio 570 WKVN. Tim, you have a question for John. Go ahead. Uh yeah, I, I was just wondering if anybody else with the market last year, if anybody else was losing in their 401k last year. Because I think I, I finished down for the year. Uh, you know, I would say um, probably, Tim, because it's a, here's the reason. You're, 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 uh, your 401k is, only has so many investments inside of it. So you probably have about eight like what's called life cycle funds in it or age-based funds, and you might have five regular funds, large cap, small cap, international, money market, and maybe a bond fund, okay? If you don't, if the markets, if the SP 500 went down and bonds went down, which they did, there's a good chance that you went down too because you didn't have anything to offset it. Like a lot of our clients, we went down in regular funds, but we, we parlayed, we parlayed, we, we we subsidized a lot of that, that that downturn with we we you know we had Amazon we bought Amazon right in the beginning of the year so we made a bunch of money on that we got an ISRG we got an IHI we got in some other stuff like Square that subsidized that loss so our clients still made a positive return not all of them by the way but they still made a positive return but here's the key those particular investments were allowed outside of a 401k inside of 401k you're kind of stuck that's the reason why I tell folks. If you're in a 401k and you're and you're allowed to roll out of it, whether it's be, you know whether you're 59 and a half, you're retired, or terminated, or or in a rare occasion they have what's called an in-service withdrawal, get the hell out of it because it's not it's, it's an average investment at best. But I will tell you, it depends on the 401k you're with, how you're invested, 
it would be impossible to know how you invest without doing a sit-down with you. But I just say this, if I was stuck with 401k funds to manage for our clients, there's probably many of our clients that would end up with some kind of loss just because the investment's stinking it. Okay. Thanks a lot. Yeah, right. you're welcome. Thanks Th- for thank you. There you go, Tim. John Arnold's with us, News Radio 570 WKVN. Now let's talk about the market today, John. S&P up, and NASDAQ up, uh, Dow Jones down, some analysis. What's from last week to this week and thoughts about uh, you know the next few days? What, what do you have for us? Today was a really flat day, a weird day. Uh, you know, quarterly reports are coming in strong, earnings per share strong, uh, forecast a little bit weak. Forecast means what they expect first, second, third quarter. Uh, it's really, it, what's happening is we're normalizing into a normal economy. And, you know, October, November, December, the market kind of digested that. That's why the big downturn. It's one of those things where you sell on the rumor and, and buy on the news, vice versa. And, um, you know, it's it's in, in what's called a V recovery, so it's slowly recovering. You're gonna you see some great updates, but you know what you haven't seen in a long time, which which not a long time, but way better than when you you know sporadically seeing it in November and December is you don't see these big 850 point inclines, you don't see these big 600 point declines, and that's exactly what we're looking for. We're looking for a normalized market to where if it goes down, it goes down 50 points or 40 points on the Nasdaq. It goes down 100 points on the Dow, or it might go down 20 on on the S&P, or vice versa. And so, what you're seeing with the S&P 500 right now, of you know, just taking one of the indexes, you're seeing what's called higher highs and higher lows, which is a very strong sign for 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 the market. Today's market was really it was all noise; it was irrelevant. But overall, market's been bullish. Um, it kind of cements in what I've been saying all along. Uh, you know, for, for my investors, like I told you before, they were hard on me November, December, rightfully so. Um, you know, we lost a, a ton of gain. I normally put in stop losses. I couldn't implement them because of the, the, uh, what's going on in, in overnight trading. Plus, I didn't, I didn't feel, and I still don't, that it would have been prudent as far as locking a, a you know, loss of a gain uh, when potentially it was going to go, in my opinion, right back up in January, which it did. So, um, you know, it's been, it's been, it's made me look good. Uh, was it a hard ride? Yeah, it really was. Do I see potentially, potentially future gains on the horizon for the market? Absolutely. Uh, and I'm proud to say that, you know, to all the naysayers, like the Morgan Stanley and analysts of the world who claim that there was a bear market coming and we're in a bear market and, you know, foolish, you know, all the, the so-called analysts, they were wrong. They were flat out wrong. And and they they uh, they owe the investing public a major apology because they scared the living daylights out of them for no reason uh, with nothing fundamentally to back it. I will say that I think we're I think we're starting uh, the process of a, of, a, of a slowdown, uh, which will be uh, eventually two straight quarters of slowing of the GDP, and which will eventually end up uh, reporting a recession. That's not a bad thing. That is in order. Uh, recessions, um, recessions do actually some good uh, versus uh, all bad. It won't be the Great Recession of 2008, which, by the way, was a, really a depression that no one wanted to talk about. Um, and that's that's what I feel is going to happen. I think you can make some money this year, maybe even into next year. 
but you're going to have you're really going to have to pay attention. You're going to have to be very disciplined. You might want to start moving equities into dividend-paying stocks, or taking your gains off the table slowly, putting very close stop uh, limit limits in, or stops altogether. And uh, that's kind of like my summary. All right, but yeah, but if I if I take all of that in, I could use the word that you're still for 2019 bullish, correct? I'm very bullish. Okay. And, and, and so and I, I know I the thing about my industry is I talk a lot of I talk a lot of investment jargon, and I forget the the, the listenership doesn't know it, including you sometimes. Um, but overall, point blank summary, I think the market's very bullish. So I think you can make some money. I just think you need to be more careful than you were in 2017. And I think you need to to take the, the advice of, you know, pigs getting fat, hogs getting slaughtered realistically because I was telling my buddy, uh, you know, Dennis today is in the real estate business, hey, Dennis, this gravy train in the real estate business is going to come to an end. So, you, you, you know, be prepared, stock away some cash, um, in, in you know, let it, the good news is is it's going to flush a lot of the weak weak agents out, or the people who don't know what they're the part timers, the people who don't know what they're doing, and the strong people like the Yvonne Smiths of the world and the Cindy Lotzenizers and the Dennis Canonis of the world, they're going to be left standing. But in the meantime, your cash is going to have to be king. So I'm telling that in a broad sense to all listenership: start making your plan, start your your, your contingency plan. What you don't want to do is just leave it hang out to five American funds and get a Christmas card and, and say, oh, well, you know, we lost our, our gain and now we're down 30% and, you know, we're going to have to wait three years to get that gain back. That's, that's foolish. That's nonsense. Start making your plan now. You see, John, and I, I mean, obviously you deal with a lot of folks and you deal with retirements and you deal with this stuff. I want to get your reaction to this. Every, uh, currently almost half of all American families do not have any retirement savings. That's a time bomb waiting to go off, putting families across the country in jeopardy for generations and placing our economy at risk. The challenges are clear. More than one-third of all private sector workers do not have access to a workplace retirement plan. Projections show that 44% of baby boomers and Gen Xers risk running shorts, uh, short of funds for retirement. And 40% of American adults would be unable to come up with $400 for an emergency expense account without borrowing money or selling a possession. Just, uh, just based on... Well, yeah, I'm just curious your comment about that. Well, let me put it this way. This is going to answer your question point blank. We have, I'm going to say, four to ten investors, potential investors, call my, my firm a month and say, hey, you know, I got so-and-so referred me or I heard you on the radio and I want to invest money. My first question to them is, hey, thank you very much for, for, for considering us, but what do you have in savings? If they have less than four to six times their, their bills in a liquid savings account, my immediate question is thank you, or my, my immediate qu- answer is thank you, but no thank you. Um, you will you will get you will destroy yourself if you invest the money in a bad market and have no savings. So is that a time bomb waiting to go off? Yes, that's 2008 all over again. Because what happened with 2008, what really crushed it is the lack of savings. Everybody was on the credit tip, and and and, and it came to a crashing halt. And and if we're at the same place which we're going to be, I should tell you everything. And this government shutdown told you a lot about, you know, it told you a lot about the, the consumer, right? So that's why I'm always, you know, one of the things great about 
my dad, my you know, my generation or your generation, your dad's generation is they, you know, a dollar meant a dollar. They they would they were they were definitely penny wise. So they would save as much as they can. They would cut coupons. They would not. They would cook at home, not go out to eat. They would buy a car they could afford. They could buy a home they could afford because they knew bad times were coming. You know, bad times are coming. I know bad times are coming. I have a contingency plan for our firm. I have a contingency plan for my home budget. I have a contingency plan for our clients. I I've been through this twice already. I know how bad it sucks to hurt. So the, the problem with the generation, this generation, is I don't think they have foresight. I don't think they understand what it's like. Uh, to, to hurt. And, and the problem with that is mom and dad has, have always bailed them out, or credit cards have always bailed them out. Well, guess what? When, 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 when the market's tightened, so does credit. And a, and a credit card company will shut you down faster than you can say your last name when, 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 the, when the crap hits the fan. I've been through it. My clients have been through it. Banks have been through it. I had a $100,000 credit line in 2008. I never used it. For no particular reason, First Place Bank sent me a letter one day saying, we're shutting off your credit, your credit line. I never used it. I didn't plan on using it, and I had perfect credit. Nothing in my business changed. But that's going to that's gonna show you that what's going to happen in the next, the next turmoil. So that's very concerning to me, and I will tell you, listenership, make sure you have four to six times the amount of your bills in something liquid, whether it's a, a piggy bank or savings bonds, something easily liquid, you know, money market, but do not invest money with anybody until you have that because that's your foundation of your financial plan. And that is very concerning. All right, so make sure you have that set aside. But, I mean, to a certain extent... You, 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 I want to say you preach savings to people in that. Stop spending all your money, right? Save some for retirement because retirement can be brutal or it will never come if you don't. You know what? That's the, that's the other thing about this, uh, this generation is they, again, they have no foresight. They live hand in mouth. They, they, they think that 60 is never going to come. I tell them all the time. You think you think life sucks now at forty? You think you don't want? You think getting up in the morning in the cold weather sucks now? Wait till you're sixty-two. Wait till your bones really hurt. Wait till you've had twenty years of your boss that pisses you off every day. You think you're really going to work? Want to go to work? And then you better you better have a plan. You better stock away some cash because it doesn't get easier. It gets worse. And you live long. You've lived life twenty years longer than me. You you're, you could be you're in the front line. You could tell these kids. It's John's telling you the truth. It doesn't get better; it gets worse. So well, you better start saving. Yeah, John sees it. Uh, sees it all the time. He sees one thing. He says is, uh, you know, he says, "I see people that are, are your friends and neighbors in this community who regular jobs, work hard, <laughs> sacrificed, and they have a, a a fortune, literally, from that 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 is growing for them, so that they can enjoy." Uh, their their retirement. If you want to touch base with John Arnold, tell folks where you're located, how they can get a hold of you, the products that he talked about here tonight. But uh, how do you find John Arnold? Pay attention. Listen up. Here's how. Okay. You can find us for a free consultation. I'm right across. Uh, when you cross Tippecanoe, there's a little side road called Star Center. You pull in there, take a left on the second to the last building on the left, the opposite way of, of Bruno's Pizza on the poorhouse. Uh, consultations free. You can set up a free consultation by calling us at 330-965-9890. Again, 330-965-9890. You come in, free, schedule a free consultation. Even if you don't want to do business with us, 
you will definitely come out with value. You will come up with some free information, a free analysis. And like I said before in the show, uh, for me, it's about my, 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 it's about my, my skills. Right. I love helping people, and that's that. Thank you, John Arnold. Thank you. Bye-bye.